Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. I want to welcome all of you who are listening in the U.S. of A. And I said that because there is a wider, broader spectrum of listening audience that is not only listening from various states in America, but I want to welcome all of those who have been listening in Canada and France and United Kingdom, India, Mexico, and Singapore, and other nations. I really, really appreciate your patronage and really appreciate you sharing this with people around the world. Uh, thank God for all of you from the USA to any country uh, outside of the USA that has been participating over the last uh, 10 months. It's been 10 months since we've been on the air, 10 months since this podcast was released in late uh, January, over 5,000 downloads. And I want to thank all of you for your participation in making that happen. I pray today that you will share uh, share it with one person. Those of you who have those downloads that you would find one person. I challenge you today to find one person to share that with and it will uh, help to advance uh, the kingdom of God. It will help to advance this podcast and it makes you evangelistic in nature. We all need to be evangelistic every day and this is one way that we can digitally advance the gospel and advance uh the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ around the world. Let's get people to hear this. Let's let people hear it and receive it and be blessed wherever they may reside uh, in this world. Uh, today, I want to recognize all of the pastors, pastors, the bishops, uh, those who are rule over congregations. So pastors and first ladies, you have a significant portion and role to play in the lives of all of us in communities around the world. And we want to thank you for your contribution to our lives. We want to thank you for the word that you deposit in our spirits. We want to thank you for baptizing and marrying and visiting the jails, the prisons, the hospitals, and if not personally sending teams that are available to do that, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and all of the various things that 
uh, people do, uh, churches do, under the leadership and guidance of their pastors to meet the felt needs of individuals in their community. We thank God for you, not only in their community, because for some churches, the community is the world itself. And so we want to celebrate you and honor you during the month of October, Pastors Appreciation Month. Every congregant, whatever church you are part of, you need to find some way to honor your pastors, uh, your pastor and your first lady. There may be several pastors in your congregation, but uh, send them an email, a text message, uh, write them a letter, send it through snail mail. That would be interesting. Uh, sow a seed financially into their lives. Get their cash apps. Find out uh, how to zell them, but do something that let them know that you appreciate their labor of love, their sacrifice, their preaching, teaching, counseling, and all of the various things that you are privy to as members of uh, congregations around the world. So celebrate our pastors. I want to send a shout out to my pastor, uh, Bishop Vaughn Monroe McLaughlin, Lady Narlene McLaughlin. Uh, we appreciate them. Potter's House International Ministries in Jacksonville, Florida. We thank God for them. The management of over a half million uh, a square foot of uh, building uh, under roof. And, and just thank God for the work that they've done over the past 40 some odd years, teaching, laboring, uh, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, just spending time building the community of God. They own their own mall. It just It's just a, a wonder to see uh, right here in Jacksonville, Florida. And we thank God for them and thank God for the leaders that work under them and support them. But today we thank God again for Bishop Vaughn McLaughlin and Lady Narlene McLaughlin. May your pastor's appreciation month be victorious and blessed in the Lord. All right. Uh, and, and don't forget while you're celebrating the pastors, don't forget to celebrate their kids and their families who make tremendous sacrifice to see their mothers and fathers gone as much as they are doing as much as they do. So don't forget to look out for their children. Um, today, uh, I'm going to be talking about the cancel culture and just understanding the moves uh, or the, the wiles, the Bible calls it the wiles of the devil. I want to talk about that. I want to talk to you about waging war against the devil, cancel culture, waging war against the devil, cancel culture, waging war against the devil. You know that uh, Colin Powell just recently passed, but if he was still alive, he would tell you one of the greatest military strategies in the world is divide and conquer. And I know that I did a podcast about dividing and conquering because the devil or Satan or Lucifer or the enemy or whatever you want to call him. And, and some people think he's, he's just sitting on the, uh, a, a jar with two horns and a, and, a, and a spear tail, but he's actually active in the lives of people all over the world. Uh, his rule is active, not him. He's one individual. He can only be in one place at one time, but he does have imps. You remember one third of the angels were kicked out of heaven and that third of the angels uh, became from good angels to bad angels and now we call them demons. And so 
I know, I know, I know, I know. You just want to turn this off right now. You think I'm trying to prelude into Halloween, but I'm not. I'm not trying to get you all spooked out in this. I'm just trying to teach you things that are in the Bible that people don't like to read. You know, that that's my job, kingdom influencing. And I know the enemy is influencing uh, the body of Christ and influencing the world in such a way uh, when we talk about culture and society. So we need to be clear on some of his influences. But I would tell you, if General Colin Powell was still alive, he'd tell you one of the greatest military strategies, again, is divide and conquer. And there are so many things that are being, uh, that people are being subjected to on a daily basis. And we're not even looking at it from the perspective of fighting a war against the devil. Uh, we really and truly, and many people do, think they are fighting wars uh, against people. And I want to give you some scripture to help you to understand that. And we'll talk about cancel culture uh, because we see that every day uh, it cancels the significant voices in the earth and, and causes consternation, strife between people. Uh, no one seems to be able to have a voice. Uh, we are in a time that we live in where subjective relativism is the order of the day. It's part of the, it's an outcome, if you will, of the postmodern culture that simply uh, says to us that there is no right or wrong, but uh, subjective relativism uh, strictly gives people the right to make decisions on their own without any foundation, without any basis for why they're making the decision. So they can cancel history, they can cancel tradition, they can cancel scientific fact. They can just have an opinion. And that opinion becomes relative to their uh, particular experience, and that makes it correct. So 59 people can have an a, opinion on the same exact thing, and all 59 of their opinions be correct because of subjective relativism. Or if we want to make it even more extreme, let's try one uh, uh, act or one action, and there be 2,000 varied opinions, and yet all of these opinions are correct. Well, that's virtually impossible for everybody to have a different opinion and all of the opinions be correct. So we want to uh, get to a place where we understand the validity and the truth of the word of God. And I, I hope many of you are embracing the Bible as a, uh, a, a truth manual, if you will. Um, I believe that it is the, the, the book that gives us the greatest revelation of God's will for the earth and for his people and gives us a great understanding of what's going on in today's time. I don't have time to read all of the passages because I could pull probably 15 passages right now that would excite something inside of you because you would see that the same things that were talked about in what this culture calls an irrelevant book are, are right now happening in today's society so let's let's look at some things let's look at uh scripture for a minute i'm going to read from ephesians chapter 6 i'm looking at uh, the whole armor of god but i'm not going to get into all of that today may that be another topic what the whole armor of god is uh maybe i'll give you a short version but but i want to just read this scripture uh verses 10 11 12 and 13 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God 
that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Now, the word wiles means the tricks, the tricks of the enemy, the tricks of the enemy or the deception of the devil. All right. For we do not wrestle. We do not fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Okay. Those are principalities, rulers of principal jurisdictions in the earth against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. A spiritual host of wickedness. Wicked, the word wicked, uh, we look at the word that means to twist something. So when you talk about wickedness, we're talking about people or spirits that twist the truth of God's word. And they rule from heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be, may be that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So we want to make sure that we stand, and and of course the Bible gives us a list of things that we need to make sure we have our waist girded with truth, have on the breastplate of righteousness, have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench the fiery darts or the deception of the enemy of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then we ought to make sure that we're praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, uh, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. We need to pray for each other. We need to pray for those who are not saved. We need to pray for people all over the world. We need to pray even right now for the family of, of General Colin Powell, Colin Powell, the family members and extended family and people who are affected uh, by his death because they served with him. We need to pray for these people. We, we don't need to go about our lives just trying to live our best lives every day. But we need to pray for our family members. We need to pray for our children. We need to pray for our spouses. We need to pray, uh, not just, again, for people we know, but people we don't know. We pray for our president, our vice president. We pray for our bosses. That's what we do. We pray for people who are lost in this generation. We pray for them. It's easy to talk about them. It's easy to have a strife and envy and jealousy and, and disputings and all of these kinds of things. It's easy for us to fight people, but the Bible clearly says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Every man, woman, boy, and girl in the earth today is born of a woman, and so they are flesh and blood, and we're not supposed to fight each other, but we fight the spirit that's inside of an individual. So that's Satan, and we need to be clear on that, or one of his demons. We need to be clear on who we're fighting, and that as much as lies within us, we need to live at peace with all men. We need to live at peace with all men. And so what, what, what divides us today? Vaccination dividers, if you have it or if you don't have it. You know, they said that Colin Powell was fully vaccinated and yet he was overtaken by COVID. And there are people who are not vaccinated who never get COVID. And then there are people who are not vaccinated who get COVID. Some live, some die. There are people who are vaccinated that uh, die from COVID. And then there are others who still live. So 
that whole cancel culture, you can see the hand of the enemy because the whole thing is about dividing and conquering. Look at look at this uh, in politics, uh, Republican, Democrat. Then we have gerrymandering where we remove move party lines uh, or move, uh, if you will, uh, neighborhood lines, uh, voting lines, which help uh, candidates get a better uh, opportunity to win elections, gerrymandering. I'm not going to go into that in detail, but it's part of the systematic uh, disenfranchisement of people. There's religion. People are divided over religion. Which one is true? Which one is not? And da 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 da. The color of skin. We're divided over gender. We're divided over racism. We're divided over wealth. CNBC just recently reported that 1%, 1% of the people in America own $41.52 trillion, while the bottom lower 50% only own $2.62 trillion. So we see this disparity. We see this division. It's been with us since high school. Jocks and nerds, and then what we call the fly girls, I'm probably telling my age, but they always had the flyest gear, the best clothes, the best hairstyles, the latest of everything. And then there was the regular girls in school. And and it was always been something that to keep us divided, to keep people divided. You know what division is? The two definitions for division, the action of separating people, uh, something uh separating something into parts or the process of being separated or a disagreement between two or more groups, typically producing tension and or hostility, tension and or hostility. How many of you can see cancel culture is alive and well in our society and we're all dealing with that every day. We're waging war against the devil. That's his main thing, divide and conquer. He's coming to the earth, the Bible says, John 10, 10, to kill, steal, and destroy, to kill, steal, and destroy. And division kills and destroys people every day. The caste system in India destroys people. The political systems of China kill people. North Korea kill people. So it, it's one of these things, and I know I could go into greater depth, but I just want you to see that cancel culture is alive all over the world, okay? So, uh, and I know we don't like to use the term devil. Most people try to lessen the effect of who he is in the earth by just calling him the enemy. But we need to be clear in this one thing. He does not care what you call him. In fact, unlike us, he's going to do his job regardless. Sometimes as Christians, we let our guards down because we're so busy trying to pursue what we want and to obtain in life. But we need to be, if nothing else, prayerful and diligent and watching over the world. We need to look at society through the lens of a, 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 a biblical landscape. We need to see God's earth through his eyes, okay? We need to see God's earth through his eyes. So uh, you, you need to know something about the devil. He's the unredeemable son of perdition. He is doomed to die and go to hell eternally. His eternal refuses to submit to the will of the Father and his usurping of authority puts us in the middle of a conflict between God and the devil. The devil refuses to submit to God. He wanted to be like God. He wanted to cancel God's authority in the heavens. He and one third of the angels were kicked out. They were once good angels. Now they become bad angels. The bad angels are dark angels. Now they become what we call demons. 
Uh, we don't like to talk about that either. Again, I'm not trying to get you all pumped up for Halloween because this is not about that, but this is about the reality of the life, uh, the culture that we live in every day. Uh, two uh, uh, plateaus of, of the earth, if you will, the spiritual and the natural. And in the spiritual realm, there are demons, spiritual wickedness in what? High places, okay? So let's get past that and let's not freak out and let's not pretend that there's no such thing. And let's keep our eyes open, watch as well as pray. So now let me share something candidly. The devil is not after our houses, our cars, our money, our power. He uses these things and many more to draw us away from the Father's love. He is after our faith. He's after our, our love for God. Because if we don't love God, then we love something else. And he tries to put things in front of us that make us love something else. We are tempted every day and enticed by what we see and desire. Then we get drawn away by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. The things that we want, the things that we want, the things that we see, the things that our flesh want and have difficulty overcoming. The devil's goal has never been to keep you from getting stuff. He will give you all the stuff you want if it keeps you from doing the will of God. If it keeps you from worshiping God in spirit and in truth, he'll give you anything you want. His goal was always to destroy your relationship with God. If you had time, I'd tell you to take the time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you to take the time to reread Genesis chapter 3. The devil wanted to destroy Adam and Eve's relationship with God. Adam and Eve lost all of the trappings of the garden because they didn't walk in the authority given to them by God, just like we're not walking in the authority given to us by God. The devil's end game was accomplished by destroying their relationship with God. Thank God we serve the Lord of restoration. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. In the garden, he sacrificed an animal for the sins of Adam and Eve. This was the first animal sacrifice in the Bible for the remission of sins. For, of sins. One other thing I need to point out. One of the greatest impacts of sin is how it affects the next generation. Adam and Eve's son, Cain, uh, murdered Abel. Simply, uh, watch this, because he was jealous of his brother's relationship with God. You see that. You see that. He canceled his brother's worship. He canceled his brother's love because he was jealous of his brother. The devil is the master of deception, making it possible for him to deceive not only Adam and Eve, but the entire world. Here's my close. He's going or he's going to or has come after you and you might as well prepare to fight back. Put on the whole armor of God. Your, your loins good about with truth. Make sure you have truth as the very center of your existence. The truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the truth of the word, the truth of God's uh, word in us, in us, the Holy Spirit in us, the truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, make sure that we are praying every day for God to add righteousness to us. Uh, have our feet shot with the pressure, preparation of the gospel of peace. Make sure we know the gospel and make sure we understand that as much as lies within us, we're to be at peace with all men. Above all things, the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, understand these things. Abide in God. Allow God to abide in you. Remember those two commandments. Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
Everybody that you meet can be your neighbor. So we need to learn to love them as ourselves, regardless of the color of their skin, uh, regardless of their race, regardless of the gender, regardless of the economic background. We need to learn to love people. Above all things, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So we have a shield. We move forward by faith. We believe in God that even in a cancel culture, even in a place where subjective relativism rules, even in a postmodern society, the gospel will win in the end and the people of God shall be victorious. I want you to remember that because you will come face to face in conflict with the enemy if you try to live for God. Hey, this has been the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I hope you were blessed. I hope you got some insight, impartation, and information and inspiration that will make you come back and listen again next Friday. Again, please share this with your friends. Repost my uh, uh, podcast on your platforms, however you can get this out. I thank you again for all that you've done. Have a great week. God bless and may the blessings, the power and the authority of God and the dominion of God be with you as you go forth during this week. Have a good day. Bye-bye.